0: Merry Christmas, happy holidays to everyone out there, it's uh, December 23rd, and uh, I've got family, my wife's family, descending on us for the holidays here, so I've got a little window of time, so I wanted to provide a little update on my situation. Again, I don't want my podcast to be nothing but a leukemia update, but um, this is uh, probably the biggest development of the year, if not one of the biggest in my life, so I'm going to be focused on that a little bit now, but I can't remember exactly where I left off. Uh, I think I was waiting for prognostic markers, and I was referred to MD Anderson in Houston, which is a a major cancer center, so I did go. uh, I went last week, and what they do there. If you're not from the Houston area, they just block off uh, three to five days um, and you just go there and you're not really sure how many days you're going to be there in case they need to take tests or you never know what they're going to, what they're going to find once they, once they get you there. So my wife and I drove to Houston. It took us about 12 hours. Um, we got up the next morning for my appointment and, um, Everything basically went well. I, I ended up only having one day of appointments, and then we drove back another twelve hours. Um, essentially, what they did was they looked at all my records. They took about eighteen vials of blood from me to do various tests. Not all the results of which are not all back yet. But um, I saw a doctor there who's a you know a specialist in chronic lymphocytic leukemia. So it made me feel like I was in good hands. Uh, This doctor and his colleagues, this is what they do. They've seen a lot of people uh, my age and in my same situation. So they quickly got um, some of the blood work back just to analyze my white blood cell count and platelet count and red blood cell count and basic stuff like that. Um, of course, I still have what they call lymphocytosis and the high, high white blood cell count. Essentially, my white blood cells are something, the B cells is um, the issue when it comes to the CLL. And um, they just start to proliferate, as cancer does, in an out-of-control way, and they crowd out the other cells um eventually this can crowd out your red blood cells it can um crowd out the the blood cells that um are in your immune system and you just end up with problems that your immune system will stop functioning properly you'll be prone to infections um and if your blood counts you know get out of whack for long periods of time it can just lead to all the health problems and symptoms that come with this disease uh and they have various stages. So essentially I, I've got the the still the high white white blood cell count, and um it didn't seem to go up very much since the last time I checked. And one of the things about this is you really don't know when you're first diagnosed um how things are gonna go for you. They do some genetic testing and look for prognostic markers, but until they have about a year of data to see where your blood levels and symptoms are going. It's kind of hard to say with any sort of predictive accuracy if you're going to be uh, somebody who's going to need a lot of treatment and the disease would be aggressive, or you're somebody that is not going to need a lot of treatment. So we don't know where I am yet. But at this point, I feel fine. Uh, my only symptoms, other than you know these invisible things happening in my, my bloodstream, is that I do have three um, lymph nodes that are, you know, you can palpate them, you can feel them, and they're not very large, they're all, three of them are small, but just the fact that these lymph nodes can be palpated and they couldn't before, that's a, that is a symptom. Uh, Your lymphocytes will kind of collect in the lymph nodes and uh, the doctor's not sure if that's they're just going to get bigger. Or they, they could go up and down. It's kind of hard to say. But the presence of those um, swollen lymph nodes puts me, you know, it's it's counts counts as a symptom basically. So I'm not at stage zero anymore. I, mean, I would be at stage one in the the uh, most common staging system. But still, I don't need treatment. The research shows that treating someone before they Really have issues doesn't help in the long run, and so you're in this position. It's called watch and wait, where basically I just get my blood work checked every three months, and I sort of know what to look for now with the white blood cell count and platelets and red red blood cells. And um, if that starts to get out of whack, that's when they would most likely start treatment. And I'm also going to go back to MD Anderson in June. So, for now, since we're in the early stages, you know, I'm going to go twice a year there and have them kind of check me over. Um, And I'll have every three months, I will just meet with a local hematologist that can do the blood work and send the results to MD Anderson. So, really, the next thing I need to do is just get my blood checked about three months from now and see where it is and just keep monitoring my symptoms and if things happen... If the blood work gets out of whack, or I start to get symptoms, and there there are a bunch of them: weight loss, fatigue, night sweats, uh, uh, poor immune functioning. Uh, there's there's a bunch of things that could happen, and it's a little unfortunate to have to be sort of watching for all these things and wondering if it's related to your to your cancer. But that's that's just where I'm at. So if I do get symptoms, then when I go to MD Anderson in June. I would start some treatment, and they just don't know. I could go, you know, years without needing it. Some people can go their whole life without ever needing treatment with this disease, but uh, most likely that's people that get diagnosed when they're older, like seventy, or and then they, you know, they pass away of something else. Since I'm still in my forties, the doctor is. Um, Setting, me, setting my expectations for, you know, I'm going to be treated at some point. I'm just, um, I'm too young and I have so much life left that eventually I'm probably going to need some treatment. The good news is the treatments have improved. Another reason why I wanted to go to MD Anderson is that um, they have, they're at the cutting edge of these new treatments, many of which are, they're called biologic agents so chemo chemotherapy is what you sort of dread when you have cancer and that's that's been the way they've been treating cll is when when you get symptomatic they'll you'll go in for some chemo and then hopefully that puts it into remission but chemo is intense and it you know messes with your body and it's very unpleasant and these biologic agents are are much more tolerable fewer side effects and they're, they're very effective and getting more effective as time goes on. So the, the longer I can go without symptoms, the better, obviously. And the more time I have to, you know, for these newer treatments to keep improving. So my doctor doesn't expect I would need chemo in any event. When I do need treatment, it would just be a matter of most likely um, of taking a pill, these biologic agents in pill form. And um they do various things like, you know, different drugs can sort of tag the cancer cells and other drugs can sweep them out of the blood system. And um, anyway, so if I do need treatment, I it's likely I won't need uh, super intense treatment. And then hopefully whatever treatment I do get would knock the disease into remission. And he was very optimistic. I mean, he said he does not, would never expect that I would die of the CLL. That I would live a normal lifespan. It's just a matter of. Um, what kind of symptoms I have. And how often I would need to be treated. Um, but uh, you you just don't know in advance. And especially not at this early stage. The prognostic markers that are in. Are all favorable so far. They're not all the results aren't in. They, they took other blood tests. They're doing a deeper dive into. There's so many genetic markers that come into play that give them a sense of how aggressive the disease might be and, and how to treat it in my case. But the, the prognostic markers that they do have so far are favorable. And um, so that's good. Uh, in a couple weeks, I'll know about some of the other ones. But my understanding is even if I get bad news on some of the other prognostic markers, it's not the overall picture shouldn't change much. Um. So, either way, even if you're in the in the worst case scenario, when it comes to prognostic markers, they have treatments now that uh, can be pretty effective in putting the disease into remission. Um, it's just a matter of uh, you know, how intense the treatment is. Um, so that's where I'm at. Uh, this watch and wait. I know it can be difficult, apparently psychologically, for people to. Kind of be somatically focused, and you, you become somewhat of a hypochondriac, kind of waiting for things to happen. You know that you have cancer; it's in your blood, and it's gonna start doing things, but you just don't know when. And that's uh, so. That's just something I have to cope with. I think I'm doing a decent job so far. I'm just living my life. The um, I don't know. So, so on the CLL front, the news is relatively good. Um, now on the skin cancer front, this is sort of what kicked this all off was just about a year and a half ago. I got my first basal cell carcinoma. I had two of them. And then six months later, I had two more. And then just before I went to Houston, I I got three biopsies done. And as soon as I got back from Houston, I got a call and all three of them are cancer. Uh, that's not, not a good thing. It's, um, not the usual way you don't usually get multiple basal cell carcinomas at the same time and certainly not at this rate so this would be seven um surgical procedures to remove cancer i'm going to have in like an 18 month span and that's not uh that's not good that's not typical and it's extremely annoying of course um and i i do fear like how long this is going to continue because at some point you know my face and neck is going to be uh just uh nothing but scars and it's you know it's a small procedure it's not the end of the world but to just have them so frequently and so many at the same time you're you're always in a state of having wounds on your face and neck and trying to heal and then it's more just the idea that I don't know when this is going to stop. You know, is this just how it's going to be? I'm going to, you know, every six months I have more and more of these. And it's, it's very likely related. I do have a genetic propensity for the skin cancer thing. Uh, my dad and various uncles had a lot of them. The fact that I have the leukemia uh, puts me at much higher risk just for worse outcomes overall, not only with basal cell, but melanoma, all kinds of cancers I'm at a higher risk for. I think essentially because I'm immunocompromised. My immune system, my white blood cells are all whacked out. So they're not doing the usual job of killing these um, uh, skin cancer cells. So whatever the DNA repair mechanisms that in my case are damaged and out of whack because of the CLL, Plus the genetic propensity for skin cancer. I'm just somebody who I think is going to have a worse time of it. And I have to be very careful of uh, more serious things like melanoma. I'm going to have to get checked constantly. And, um, you know, again, probably going to have a hard time of it with continually getting uh, these skin cancer lesions. So I got relatively good news on the leukemia front, then came back and the skin cancer thing kind of bummed me out um but there's nothing i can do about it for now i'm just going to try to enjoy the holidays and i just have to uh i just have to deal with the situation as it is it could be worse going to md anderson is a um it's an interesting experience you go there and you see that there's people from all over the country all over the world that are going there for for cancer care um and it's pretty it's just a world that I never never thought I would uh, uh, be part of There's all these people you know with uh, you can see them with uh, you know their hair gone and and they're going there for treatments and they go there all the time for treatments and you you see kids with leukemia and various forms of cancer and so of course I'm going to the leukemia section and seeing all these other people with masks on because they're immunocompromised and and you're thinking, what the hell am I doing here? Um, but, you know, I'm sure every, no one else wants to be there either. But you just realize how many people have cancer. And this is just a, a little hub in the universe for for people that have all these different cancers. And so it was just strange to that all of a sudden, you know, this I would never would have imagined just a few months ago that this is going to be a routine for me to go to this place. But anyway, like I said, I have to be optimistic. Um, I feel fine now, other than the skin cancer, which is the most annoying thing. I mean, I just went running today, and I my energy level and everything else is fine. Um, the watch and wait thing, like I said, I'm just going to have to get used to it. Um, it's just the way I'm going to you know, most likely have this disease for the rest of my life. Although the doctor was optimistic. He said the state of the science for CLL is it's really moving fast. And he's optimistic that in my lifetime, there could be a cure for at least some people uh, with, you know, certain certain type of of CLL or certain um, prognostic markers or whatever There there may be a cure And, uh, I could be one of those people. So that's, that's what you got to hope for. Certainly the treatments are getting better, which is great. And, um, if there is a cure in my lifetime, that would be awesome. Um, so I just have to be careful. And even other than the skin cancer, I'm apparently at high risk now for just every, everything, um, because, uh, my, my system is compromised in the way that it is. I have to be vigilant about all the other forms of cancer you can get, so. That's uh, not a pleasant thought. Um, it does fi- fill you with a little fear, you, you know. So I'm uh, optimistic about the CLL, but then just because I'm at high, high risk now for all these other things, um, that just adds a layer of worry because not only are you watching and waiting for symptoms of the CLL, but then, you, you know, if you think you're at high risk for all these other cancers, then you're going to wonder is what I'm feeling a symptom of some worse thing. But again, um, that's all just part of the psychological process. I'm sure people have to go through when they're diagnosed, especially early, and you're just getting used to um, incorporating this whole thing into your life and your identity. I mean, I I hope it's not going to become part of my identity, but it's certainly just something that I'm just wrapping my head around and uh, getting used to this is just, you know, the cards I've been dealt here, so. But I guess that's about it. That's all I got really to say about it. I'm just going to try to, like I said, keep going, enjoying my life. um, So I may not post that much about this unless I feel there's something interesting going on either psychologically or just anything interesting to share. My goal still for my podcast is to share my personal experiences and and sometimes, um, you know, the, some of the existential and psychological processes around this just might be interesting, interesting in and of themselves, but I don't want this to just become the leukemia podcast. Um, I want to get back to my creative projects and other interests and, um, and just, you know, keep that as the primary focus, and I hope to do that. So, anyway, I am going to sign off for now. I hope everybody that listens to this has a great holiday season and is doing well. And for those who know me, uh, thanks for everybody's support. Um, people have been amazing my friends, family, co workers. Uh, I really appreciate it. And I hope that, um, you know, we just can carry on now with our, our relationships to whatever extent they, they are at this point in my life. And, um, yeah, so let's just, uh, yeah, let's just all enjoy our families and friends and I will be in touch, uh, after the new year. Take care.